right into the sermon. So last weekend, we celebrated Pentecost. We had a conference and everything. For those of you who weren't here, you missed out uh, big time. Um, but we, I'm sure you will be catching up very soon. So last weekend, we celebrated Pentecost. <laughs> Excuse me. We were taught about the Holy Spirit um, quite a lot, um, seeing different perspectives and hearing different views and, and, and biblical views. And we laid hands on people and all of them, I believe, were baptized and empowered by the Holy Spirit. So we thank God for that. And, and those that didn't come forward for the laying on of hands, um, we assumed um, have had received the empowerment or the baptism of the Holy Spirit before. So they felt that they didn't have a need to come forward for the laying on of hands but the one thing that we learned throughout the weekend uh, was that the purpose of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit was to equip the believer with power from from God or the anointing of the Holy Spirit as some would call it so that wherever we go and whatever we do how, whoever we minister to in our daily lives, the power of God will then be evident in our lives. Even if we don't minister, we are just going about in our daily lives. So we learn that the power of God would be evident. And because the power of God is evident, then it authenticates to the non-believer that Jesus Christ indeed is the Son of God. So the power of God authenticates who Jesus is. That he is the son of God. Because remember when Jesus asked the disciples, uh, who do you say that I am? And Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus' response was, the father in heaven revealed this unto you. So the Holy Spirit showed you who Jesus is. And, this, and he still does the same work. He still reveals the son to everyone. So this power then, this anointing, this baptism of the Holy Spirit then, causes people to repent and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so that's the purpose of the, 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 the power or the baptism of the Holy Spirit is so that more people can get to know Christ through our lives. Now, after the empowerment, we need to grow in this power in order for us to be successful in His mission, His referring to Jesus, in order for us to be successful in His mission here on earth. We need to grow in this power. We need to get to know Him through this power. Keep in mind that at this stage in the disciples' journey in, in the Bible, they were not yet empowered by the Holy Spirit as Jesus was physically with them. Are you with me? This power was for when He leaves. He said, when I leave, I will leave behind with you the Comforter. We all know that passage very well. We see the same thing happen to Jesus in the book of John. After the Holy Spirit descended upon Jesus like a dove, he was led into the desert. Uh, we are not there yet. He was led into the desert to go and grow and be empowered to follow the mission of the Father, even if it means death on the cross. He was only, he was only able to do that because the Father who is the Spirit, empowered him to follow through on the mission of the Father, even if it means he had to suffer and die a horrible death. If, he wasn't, if the Holy Spirit didn't ascend upon him, he would have never been able to do that. And today, 
Jesus instructs us to do exactly the same. That in order to be successful with His mission here on earth and to grow in the power of His anointing and to get to know Him through the power of His anointing, we need to follow His example. So the question one we should ask this morning is this, how do we do this? Do we fast and pray more to get more of God's power in our lives? Do we, do, we, do, we, do, we, do we read more Bible? Do we spend more time reading the Bible to get more of God's power in our lives? Well, we can do that as well. Do we, do we, do we have to pray for longer periods of time, um, uh, 10, 12, 15 hours a day or in a session in order to get more of God's power in our lives so that we can save more people? How do we do this? Do we, do, we, do we come to church and, and give more and do more things in church in order to be able to do this? How do we grow in the power of the Holy Spirit more and more? Now, if you have your Bibles here with you, please uh, click, swipe, and turn with me to Mark chapter 8, verse 38, 34 to 38. Will also be on the screen on the back on the back he says then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and he said whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me whoever wants to save their life will lose it. but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it what good is it for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when He comes in His Father's glory with the holy angels. May God bless His word and write it onto the tables of our hearts. Amen. Now Jesus starts off, he, he talks to the crowds and he talks to his disciples because they saw uh, this guy, you know, he can, he, 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 can um, he can multiply bread and he can do all these wonderful things. We need to follow this guy because then I'll never go hungry because it was very difficult to earn a day's wages back in the day. And so everyone was like, we need to follow this guy. Then we'll never have to work a day in our life. He will just make bread. He, he, he can smite the rock even in the water would flow. So it's desert area we can do. We'll have a soft life if we follow Jesus Christ. And yet Jesus says the opposite then. He says to them, and this is the, 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 the first how do we do this. He says, if you want to follow me, if you want to follow me, deny yourself and take up your cross. And, and I believe this connects directly with growing in the power of the Holy Spirit. You can move to the first the point number one there. Thank you. Deny yourself and take up your cross if you follow me. It was bad enough for the disciples to hear that Jesus would suffer, be rejected, and die on a cross. Now Jesus told them, you need to do the same thing. I expect the same thing. If you really honestly want to follow me, you need to die too. What kind of a savior is this? I thought he came to save mankind so that we don't have to die in the first place. Everybody knew what Jesus meant when he said this. Everyone knew that the cross was an unrelenting instrument of death. The cross had no other purpose than to kill. 
That was it. And now Jesus says, if you want to follow me, you need to follow me through the cross. The cross wasn't about a religious ceremony. It wasn't about traditions or spiritual feelings. The cross in that time and still is a way to execute people. And as a matter of fact, it was a way to execute criminals at that time. In, 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 in many years after Jesus, we have, we have, we have, the modern church have sanitized the cross. We, we've romanticized the cross. We even buy a, 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 a necklaces with a cross on it and we wear it forgetting that it is a symbol of death. We've romanticized it. It's an instrument of death. How would we receive it, Jesus said. They asked, and then Jesus said, walk down death row with me. Follow me. Take up your cross was a journey that you would never come back from. You cannot go today, take up the cross, and then tomorrow you are walking without your cross. It was a one-way ticket to death at that time. It was a one-way trip. Jesus makes deny himself equal to taking up his cross. The two express the same idea. The cross wasn't about self-promotion or self-affirmation. Remember, we live in a world a lot where people use the cross and they use these platforms like this to promote themselves. And once a person gets to that place, that means he has never died on the cross. Maybe he has died, but he has resurrected himself and stopped following Jesus. The, the, the cross was never about self-promotion or self-affirmation. The person carrying a cross knew that they couldn't save themselves. They needed help from outside. That was what the cross was about. Now Jesus is calling the church, he called his disciples, and even still today, he is calling the church. He says, come and die with me. Uh, a commentator called Wilsberg said about this, he says, denying self is not the same as self-denial. We practice self-denial when for a good purpose, we occasionally give up things or activities like fasting and prayer. Then um, we practice self-denial. But we deny self when we surrender ourselves to Christ to determine to obey His will. When we deny ourselves, we say, less of me, Lord, more of you less of what i'm thinking is right more of you because the ultimate purpose of the walk of faith for the born again believer in this world today is still the same what it was 2000 years ago and that is to become more and more like christ are you with me more and more like christ so denying self means now that you are baptized in the power of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God will ask you to do things that is way out of your comfort zone to accomplish the purpose and the will of Jesus Christ here on earth. Are you with me? That's why He sent the Comforter. Because He knew that if you walk in a place in His Spirit where He's going to acquire of you to do certain things, you need someone to come and comfort you while you are out of your comfort zone. The Spirit of God will ask you to pray for someone in a shop in front of everyone and the healing would not even happen immediately. 
and you will feel embarrassed because you really believe that you are led by the Spirit. But because you have been taking up your cross, you are not scared about being embarrassed. Your concern is more about being obedient than being embarrassed whether God's Spirit worked at that moment or not. Because the healing is not up to you. It's none of your business. God is the healer. Your business or our business is to be obedient. When the Spirit of God says something to us, we move in the Spirit of God. Because we are doing it under the unction, under the anointing, under the power of the Holy Spirit. So now I walk in the Spirit and not in the flesh. So when God's Spirit says, encourage this person, go and lay hands, go and give a word to this person, whether I feel I am right or I feel I am wrong, I'm in the business of being obedient to the unction of the Holy Spirit because I'm baptized, I'm empowered by the Spirit of God. So He gives me the ability even to be obedient to what He says I need to do. Are you with me? He will ask you these things. If you are a student in a school or in a university and you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, He will sometimes lead you to become friends with those who are getting bullied, who is not popular at school. Those that others look down upon and when you do it, you become very unpopular. You might even be bullied yourself by your peers. But because you are anointed with the power from on high, you will be obedient more than saving face in your circles because it's about what God says I must do. It's about what the Holy Spirit lays on my heart, what I need to do, and not about being popular in this world. The Holy Spirit will lead you to leave friends that is not good for you, to stand up for what is right, when people make one decision, you will stand up and say, but that's not what God expects from us, so I will not do it. So that means you will become unpopular because of the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. People will talk against you, won't like you anymore. You will get bullied for following Christ and people will call you names and hurt your feelings all for the sake and for the name of Jesus Christ. That's what the anointing does to you. That's where the anointing brings you at. Fellow Christians in your own church might even look down upon you because you are so involved in ministry and you love the Lord so much. That should not hinder you um, for, for you have the eyes on the prize which is Jesus Christ. I want to read you something out of John chapter 15 verses uh, 18 to 27. This is Jesus talking here. He says, just remember when the unbelieving world hates you, they hated me first. If you were to give your allegiance to the world, they would love you and welcome you as one of their own. We've seen this. But because you won't align yourself with the values of this world, they will hate you. We see already what's happening in the first world countries where people, when you, when you have different values and different things, they hate you. They will even... They've even started mocking Christianity because we are against certain things and we refuse to move our position because that's what the Bible says. And they start mocking Christianity. They don't mock other faiths. They mock Christianity. I have chosen you and taken you out of the world to be mine. So remember what I taught you, that a servant isn't superior to his master. Then he goes on, he says, And since they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. And if they obey my teachings, they will obey yours. 
They will treat you this way because you are mine and they don't know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken these things to the unbelieving world, they would not feel the guilt of their sin. But now their sin is left uncovered. If anyone hates me, they hate my father also. If I had not performed miracles in their presence like no one else had done, they would not feel the guilt of their sins. But now they have seen and hated both me and my father. And all of this has happened to fulfill what is written in scriptures. They hated me for no reason. And I will send you the divine encourager from the very presence of my father. He will come to you, the spirit of truth emanating from the father and he will speak to you about me and you will tell everyone the truth about me for you have walked with me from the start being persecuted for our faith something we cannot avoid if you are really walking in the power of the holy spirit you know we we we, we do conferences where we say anointed for business and anointed for this thing and anointed for that thing. but god's power is much more than making you a successful business person god's spirit helps you comfort you to walk so that when you walk in his spirit and you walk in the spirit of truth you will be revealing truth wherever you go and people will hate you for that and so then you need the power, the supernatural power of God so that you don't fall into the temptation of keeping quiet because you just want to conform. You don't want to be persecuted. No, I don't want trouble. I'm not a confrontational person. So, I, I, so, so you keep quiet and you move back. And yet you are baptized in the power of the Holy Spirit. And yet you have been called for a time such as this. And yet God said, even before the foundation of the earth was laid, I have called you for my plans and my purpose here on earth. So it is unavoidable that you will be there. If we do not obey Jesus' command to follow him, even though we are baptized in the Holy Spirit, when the world starts pressing us, like Jesus explained in John 15, we will conform to the pressures of this world, even though we were not empowered, we, even though we were empowered by the Holy Spirit to withstand whatever the world throws at us. If it means even that you will lose your job because you are standing for the truth, then lose your job because God can provide to give you another job. If it means you will be bullied because you are standing for the truth then get bullied because the word says blessed are you who are being persecuted for his name's sake if you want to be blessed be blessed because you are persecuted I heard that I read once an article that in these countries where Christian people physically gets persecuted uh, countries like China and those places for for where, 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 where countries like that where Christian people get persecuted for for their faith they I've, I've, I've read that the only way they take a, a Christian serious uh, a, a church member serious or a pastor or a minister of the gospel serious in those areas is when this person has been persecuted or put in prison for his faith then they know this guy means business when he comes talking to us about the faith they don't take note of them if they have not been persecuted or being put in prison for the faith i want to ask those that had been baptized in the power and in the spirit in the holy spirit 
Those of us who love speaking in tongues, are you willing to take up your cross? Are you still willing to take up your cross? To deny yourself who you are, who you think you are, who you think your identity is, what you put your identity in. Are you willing to deny that, to put that down in order to follow Jesus? Or are you just comfortable? Or are you comfortable with just speaking in tongues? And that's where it all ends. I can't answer the question for you. You have to answer that on your own time. And so, Jesus comes and he, he says, if you want to follow me and grow into the power of the Holy Spirit, you need the Holy Spirit to be able to take up your cross, crucify, deny yourself and, and, and follow me. And then he, he gives the reasons why we need to follow him this way. Um, and so we'll go to the second point, why we need to do the above. He says, whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake, for the gospel's sake, will save it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For whoever, for whoever is ashamed of me and my word in his adulterous and sinful generation of him, the son of man, uh, also will be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his father with his holy angels. And he said to them, Surely I say to you that there are some standing here will not hesitate, they will not taste death till they see the kingdom of, of God present with power. Jesus says, whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. It's the only way to follow Jesus. We follow him to the cross. There's no other way to follow Jesus. And if we follow him like that, we will find life in him. It's nice to have things in this earth. It's beautiful. I encourage you to go for it. But your life should not be found in the things of this world. Because it's merely a shadow of what we get when we look to Jesus. He is the life. We cannot gain resurrection life without dying first. Listen to what Paul said in Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. Paul says this. He says, my old identity, in other words, who I thought I was. Paul was an equivalent to a theological, theologian, a theolo yeah, professor. That's how educated he was. And so my, he says, my old identity, who he thought he was, uh, has been co-crucified with Christ and no longer lives. And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine. For the anointed one, this is now Jesus, lives through me. We live in union as one. My new life is empowered by the faith uh, of the Son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me, for me dispensing his life into mine so in other words he gave his life for me whatever identity i thought i had or what i thought i had been born with i've laid it down and given it to christ because now the life i now live is by faith through the son of god jesus christ he has given me this life that is what paul is saying 
and that's the example he is telling us to follow as well if you really 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 want to know and live life through the power and the anointing of the holy spirit let there be less of you in your life and more of christ then you really know who jesus is then you really understand who jesus is you don't you don't lose a seed when you plant it when you put it in the ground though it seems dead and buried instead you set the seed free to reach the to reach the potential that it always needs to be in the same sense if you want to reach your full potential in Christ and understand your purpose you need to be at a place where you die to yourself then you'll get to know Jesus in the fullness John chapter 12 verse 24 to 26 says Let me make this clear. A single grain of wheat will never be more than a single grain of wheat unless it drops into the ground and dies. Because then it sprouts and produces a great harvest of wheat all because one grain has died. The person who loves his life and pampers himself will miss what life truly is. but the one who detaches his life from this world and abandons himself to me will find true life and enjoy it forever if you want to be my disciple follow me and you will go where i am going and if you truly follow me as my disciple the father will show his favor upon your life if you want the favor of god upon your life follow jesus christ the way he says we need to follow him then the father's favor will be upon you we will be blessed beyond uh, beyond all measure because we are following Jesus the way he instructs us the only way it is is to die to ourselves the seed needs to die in order for it to bring back a harvest there will be no harvest if there's no death That's why we are all sitting here believing in Jesus Christ as the son of God because he had to die in order that we can be part of the harvest and now he's expecting those that follow him to do exactly the same die so that there can be an harvest in your household so that there can be an harvest in your community so that there can be a harvest in your school so that there can be a harvest at your place of work so that there can be a harvest in your place of business so that there can be a harvest in your university so that there can be a harvest wherever you move there will be a harvest because you walk in the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ Are you with me? What will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Avoiding to walk down death row with Jesus means that we may gain the whole world and ending up losing our own soul. There's no gray area about this. It's black and white. It's either against Jesus or with Jesus, against Jesus and in love with the world or with Jesus and against the world. There's no neutral part in this. Jesus himself had the opportunity to gain the whole world by worshiping Satan. Satan said, "Ah man, I can give you anything that I could see. Just bow down and worship me now." We saw that. But Jesus found life and victory and favor in obedience. 
nothing else. You too will find life and victory and favor by obeying the voice of the Holy Spirit. I promise you that living this way will not take away from your life, but it will add much more than what your hard work on this earth could add to your life. It will give you a standard in life that this world cannot give you. It will give you a standard in this life that only Jesus Christ can give to his people because now it's less of me and more of him. I understand the power of the Holy Spirit. Most people think of following Jesus as, as conforming to the establishment, conforming to the norm performing to the church but Jesus called us to rebel against the established order of this world we are called to rebel against the tyranny of the flesh against the fear of conformity of the world against the traditions of mankind Jesus encourages a slave rebellion where the slaves of sin the slaves of Satan and the world rebel against their masters by following Jesus Christ through his death and through his resurrection so that we can live in the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit when we rebel against this world. I want to conclude. I want to give you homework this week actually. We haven't had homework in a long time. Go and take stock of your life. This week. Prayerfully. Go and take stock of your walk with the Lord this week especially you who have been baptized in the Holy Spirit and you who desires to be baptized in the Holy Spirit go and take stock of your life and I'm not saying not doing this is, is, a, is a condition for being baptized the, the Holy Spirit baptizes who he wants to the only condition is you have to be saved so, so whether you do this or not it's not the condition so don't mishear me when I say this but but go and take stock of your life, especially those of you who have been baptized in the Holy Spirit and those of you who have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit. And ask the Lord if you have been really been living a crucified life, a life of self-denial, a life of taking up your cross and following Him. Have you taken up your cross to follow Jesus or and maintained it by the power of the Holy Spirit or has that not been your life because the things of this world has caught you and ensnared you? For those of you who have, who have received the power of the Holy Spirit, are you ready to take up your cross again and follow Jesus again? I want you to consider these questions. It's not going to be on the board. I actually didn't make a slide for that. Uh, consider these questions. Are you willing to follow Jesus even if it means losing your closest friends? Are you willing to follow Jesus even if it means alienation from your own family even if you are financially dependent upon them and you know if you follow Jesus you're going to go hungry are you willing to do that are you willing to follow Jesus if it me even if it means you will lose your reputation and businesses might close because it's been corrupt it might close and you will lose your lifestyle or your standard of living are you still willing to follow jesus even if it means losing your job are you willing to follow jesus even if it means losing your life i can't answer this on behalf of you you have to look at your own life this week 
ask yourself these questions. Calculate the cost. What it is to follow Jesus and decide whether you still want to or whether you not. But the Bible says those that are lukewarm, it, will be, it, it would have been better for them to be either fervent or ice cold. But now they are lukewarm. That's not what God has called us. I want you this week to prayerfully ask the Holy Spirit to guide you on how you will even teach these principles to your children. Because they live in a world where it's going to be more diff- difficult to be a born-again believer and living out your faith. Ask Him, Lord, how do I teach these principles to my children? And once the Holy Spirit has spoken to you, you must apply, apply it, and apply it some more until you get it right. Let's pray together. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, this is your chance. Lord, this is your Holy Spirit. It's not our spirit. Lord, I pray this morning for each and every one of us. The most difficult thing I believe in life is to follow you through death. Deny ourselves, take up our cross. Follow you so that we can actually live in the power of the Holy Spirit, what you called us to live for. It's difficult. Because we live in a world of self-centeredness. We live in a world where it's all about me and about us and about my how people perceive us. And though that's all lies, Lord, I pray that by your Spirit you would empower us. By the anointing of your Holy Spirit you would lead us. That you would give us the strength. That you would give us the boldness to follow you even if it means death to ourselves. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, we don't want to follow no other God. Lord, we have decided many years ago that, that we want to follow Jesus. There's, we always sing about it. There's no holding back, no looking back. We have decided that we want to follow you. Lord, Lord may, may that still become the desire of our heart that we want to follow you, Lord. No one else, not mammon, not the things of this world. We want to follow you because as we see what's happening in the world, everything in this world will come to an end. But you and your church will remain standing if we follow you through through death on the cross. Lord, I pray for strength for your church. I pray for faith for your church. I pray for boldness over your church. I pray, Lord, that... That, that, that they would be obedient that they would have that we would have a desire to be obedient to your holy spirit like never before make us hungry to come become obedient to your answer so that when you say something or lay something on our heart as as as, as simple and insignificant it might be lord may we be obedient followers of you by listening to your spirit lord we want to walk in the power of your anointing we want to live in the power of your anointing we want to sleep in the we want to breathe in the power of your anointing you are our life lord but may this also be evident not just in our words but in our actions and in our deeds in the name of jesus lord those that need those of us that need to repent help us to repent lord give us the strength to repent those of us who needs more of your power empower us more lord But I pray this morning that you would leave no heart unturned, that you would leave no stone unturned, 
the name of Jesus. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your presence with us every day that comforted, comfort us while we are out of our comfort zones because we are following you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.